It's your girl, Rebecca. And Lily. And you're listening to... Just Ghouly Things. Hey, Boo Things, and welcome back to Just Ghouly Things, the quarantine spooky story special, episode 57, and we are your bootyful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey. So, welcome back to Just Ghouly Things, and for those that are new to the podcast, hi, hi. What's up? Hello. What's cracking? Hello. If you've listened to us 56 other times before, you know the deal. But if you are just listening to the 57th episode, let's quickly review what this quarantine spooky story special entails. So, let's do it. Me, Rebecca, and her, Lily, are going Hi. to read five encounter <laughs> stories each. So, a total of 10 encounter stories every single day. And they are all under the spectrum of paranormal. So, that can range from spirits to demons to cryptids to ufos you name it we've probably talked about it on the show millions of times already and like taylor said if we times we've had 10 stories we've had 57 episodes we have 570 encounter stories for you wow and we have not that's even, crazy we haven't even scratched the surface of all the encounter stories that we can find online yeah. So, if you have one that is not posted online yet that you would love for more people to hear, email us at justgoolythingspodcast.gmail.com. And it may just be on one of these spooky story specials, or we may leave it for another um, weekly episode once we get back into the swing of normal life, if that ever happens again. Who knows? <laughs> All right, Lily, what's your first encounter story? Okay, my first encounter story is called Who's in My Bedroom? That's not good. <laughs> it says, hey, so I don't know if this really belongs here or not, but I needed answers. I've lived in my house for just under a year, and recently I've had a few weird things happen, mostly in my bedroom. Experience one. A couple weeks ago, I was sat in my bedroom. It's a, lot, it's a rather large room. My mirror for me to do my makeup is sat opposite but slightly to the left of my door, so I can basically see the door straight behind me in the mirror. I was sat on the floor doing my makeup, and I heard footsteps coming towards the door, and then it swung open. I couldn't see anyone in the mirror, so I turned around and presumed my three-year-old brother was trying to get in my room. I shouted for him but didn't get a response or anything, so I went to check, and nobody was on top of the stairs, in the bathroom, or any of the other bedroom stairs. Uh, or any of the other bedrooms upstairs, sorry. When I asked everyone in my house, they said no one had been upstairs. Experience two. I have a four-year-old cat who isn't scared of anything. He thinks he's 10 foot tall at some, at some times. He's been here with me since we moved in, and he's always slept in my room at night with no problem. About five months ago, he started acting skittish in my room. I, instead of cuddling up or just having a walk around my room and letting you stroke him... He freaks out and stares at certain points in the bedroom. I'm really confused, but I want him to be able to come back in my room without acting terrified. Experience three. When I've been going into the bathroom to do anything, the lights flicker off constantly. I swear there's nothing scarier than going to the toilet, having no windows in the bathroom, and then having the lights just randomly turn off. And experience four. So the light... The latest thing that's happened is last week I woke up to a scratch on the top of my chest. Three straight lines, and they stayed there up until two days ago. I don't have nails at all, which are even long enough to graze my skin, never mind completely scratch it. I'm just really stressed out and scared to sleep in my room at the, at the moment, 
and thought I should take some advice. The end. Well, I think the scariest part is there's a bathroom with no windows. Yeah. That, that is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Shit always goes down in the bathroom. Always. Literally. Oh, literally and figuratively. Um, but yeah, even with the, even the cat scenario too, animals know. Animals can yeah, definitely sense and maybe even see spirits. I mean, you've seen so many videos of cats or dogs just staring into a corner or they're looking wildly up and there's no flies there's no shadows it's just they're just looking at something that our human eyes can't see so (laughs) the craziest (laughs) face right now sorry we just gotta (laughs) we keep getting notifications and it's driving me crazy you had the funniest face like it honestly freaked me out like i thought you were seeing something behind me again and i was like oh shit it's not my (laughs) i don't know what it could be it's not the microphone it's in front of me no i'm so traumatized you guys don't know this at the time but we're recording now but we just uploaded something to instagram so the notifications keep on going off and like while I was trying to read and I'm like trying to like get to my stories and everything and it's just like pop-ups, pop-ups, pop-ups. <laughs> and I don't know how to turn them off. I'm I'm technologically inept, so it's okay. It's okay. We still love you, Lily. All right. My Thanks. next story is titled Went to a Psychic Medium for a Laugh, Did Anything But. I guess I do have a faint belief in these things, but honestly have never thought of mediums as real. Like they are great at cold readings, right? Anywho, went to one last night with some friends as a night out, and I feel like I have to share what happened and if anyone has any input. Before I even sit down in the booth with the lady doing my reading, she said, your dad has passed, right? He has. I'm not at the age where one would make an assumption that my parent is deceased. He died when I was in my late teens. She goes on to call certain things like the fact that it was a short illness that could have been diagnosed sooner. That he wanted to tell, he wanted me to know that he was happy it happened that way. He didn't want prolonging treatments causing suffering. She mentioned that I had his bag and he was happy that I do. I do, but not with me in the room. She mentions a pianist being my grandfather and then goes back to my, uh, being my grandfather, then goes back to my father talking about his last moments in eerie detail, like who was in the room and who just missed him and how his mom collected him from the hospital. He mentioned me changing my hair a lot. It was a running joke between us. Talked about trips we would do, stressing to remember the good times. She even mentioned some details that I was unsure of, but have since confirmed who was in the room when he passed. She then talked about my grandmother, who passed away very recently. She said I was a good person, which is pretty much verbatim what she would say to me every time we talked, and that I was wearing her necklace. I had my coat buttoned up, and the medium could not see this. The final thing that was really freaky to me is that she told me my dad has a child where he is, a small baby. She asks me if my mom had a miscarriage or an abortion because my dad says it is his. I tell her no, and that it's probably a mistake. Maybe his sister's? She reiterates that no, he says it's his child. I give up chalking it up to nonsense, but I had to check, so I called my mom today, and she started crying. Early on, her and my dad had an abortion and never told anyone about it. I still don't know what to think. I don't think you could read that much out of someone, but I am so happy that I went. Wow, I want this lady's number because I want to go to, like, a good, legit medium. Yeah, this is, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, there are so many legit psychic mediums and things like that, but there are also so many fucking scammers out there, too. So it's nice to hear an encounter story of a psychic medium that 
actually knew what they were talking about were legit. Yeah. Wow, that's... Imagine having that gift. Right? I, I don't know how I would feel, especially because I, I think being a psychic medium, don't you, like, feel those people's feelings? I feel like that's so... That's so intense. True, there's got to be a downside to it. You must have to... It's kind of like, I guess, being, like, a criminal investigator. If you're going and you're seeing a dead body and someone murdered, even, like, a young kid, you kind of have to, like, emotionally detach from it. Yeah. Like, the nurses and stuff have to do in the hospitals. You just kind of have to, like, leave that shit at the door and, like, not bring it into your personal life. True. All right, what's your next story? All right. My next story is called Bizarre Grinning Entity in My Family Room. Ew. (laughs) Okay, I've been wanting to post this one. One night in 2005, I fell asleep on the couch. I woke up in the middle of the night to find the corner of the room glowing white in an otherwise pitch black house. My eyes were still adjusting to waking up, so first I noticed the glowing had a round shape to it. I was very confused and just stared as my eyes finished adjusting. What happened next all happened in about a minute. That's when I realized this was not just a ball of light. It had eyes, but this thing's eyes looked like a cartoon. I could see two tiny arms, and it was just staring at me, hovering. Finally, my eyes adjusted fully, and that's when I noticed the mouth. This thing had a cartoon-looking mouth with razor-sharp teeth and a red tongue, and it was just grinning at me like it thought this was funny. It literally looked like King Boo from Super Mario. (laughs) After fully understanding this was really happening, I jumped up and started to exit the room, and its eyes followed me. I wasted no time and ran up to my bedroom and stayed under the covers for an hour. Then I creeped downstairs and peeked, and it was still there but its expression changed when it saw me. I had enough and just ran back upstairs and tried to forget it and fell asleep. No sign of it the next morning. After going to school and forgetting the whole thing, I once again was on the couch that evening watching TV. It was sometime past 10 p.m. As I'm sitting there, I look over to that corner and it just materialized before my eyes. I wasted no time at all. I turned off the TV and ran to turn off the lights all while not looking at my all while not looking or taking my eye off of it this time i got up to bed and again just went to sleep it didn't appear ever again except for several years later when i was out front smoking and i looked inside at the living room and i saw the corner of that room glowing it was gone by the time i got back in can someone tell me what the hell it was why it was in my house grinning at me and why it looked like a cartoon character i've had thoughts that this could be a real thing um that the creators of Mario based Boo off of, but I can't find any info. This made no sense. The end. Huh. That's traumatizing. Yeah, right? I would never... <laughs> honestly, if I was watching TV alone one night and I saw some shit like that, it would take a long time before I sat on that couch at night ever again. By myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. I would need to be with someone... The whole time I was in that house, even during mm-hmm. the day. Like, screw that. There's something in that house for sure. And it doesn't seem to be, like, friendly, especially if it's, like, scaring the person. Yeah. Okay. So my next story is titled Encountered a Cult, Not Going Camping Alone Again. Why did you go <laughs> camping alone in the first place? Okay. Anyway. So this is a long one, guys, but it is worth the read. Really freaked me out at the time. If anyone has a solid idea of what this was or if they have a similar experience, I would love to hear it. 
by the way, it's not that long. Um, this person clearly has never listened to some of our encounter stories. <laughs> but anyway, this happened to me a while back when I decided to go on another camping trip alone. I always liked camping alone. There's something serene and sobering about being isolated in the middle of the wilderness, and I always found it relaxing. So I planned out what trail I was going to take, packing my camping gear and my rifle for protection, and jumped in my truck. I get to this trail early in the morning and hike about 15 to 20 miles in until I find the right spot and head off the trail to find a place to put my tent up. I stumble upon this nice size clearing and decided that it's a nice, beautiful spot to settle down in. I'm exhausted at this point, but set up the tent at the southernmost edge of the clearing next to the tree line and manage to get a fire going. I roast some weenies and start to hear a sound in the distance underneath all the forest noise. It sounded like an animal, most likely a deer, with a lame leg as it sounded like the animal was making a walking slash dragging noise. I felt bad for the poor guy, but it was too far away and it was getting dark, so I couldn't really go find it and put it out of its misery. Think nothing of it after that and go about eating my food. After I eat, I douse the fire and crawl into my tent and insert myself into my sleeping bag. I decide that even after my, even at my exhausted and relaxed state, I can't go to sleep, so I pull out a book and brought it with me and start to read by the light of my lamp. Hours go by and I hear the sound again, this time closer, right at the opposite side of the clearing. Surprised, I put my book down and listen to this animal walk slash drag across the clearing towards my tent. It's really loud at this point, but now it sounds like the hooves are all being heavily planted with the dragging noise following second seconds after, like the deer is dragging something else along. It makes it to about what I assume is the middle of the clearing and stops, and I hear nothing. No breathing, I mean not a sound from this animal. I unzip the tent and look into the clearing, nothing but trees and darkness. What the fuck? Unnerved at this point, I zip up the tent and back up and sit there listening for other noises. Nothing, just the crickets and the breeze. I decide that there are a lot of strange noises in the woods and try not to let it bother me. Besides, I had a rifle. I start to doze off when I hear men's laughter off in the distance to my right, then women's laughter and sticks snapping far off to my left. I'm up now, wondering if what I am hearing is really what I'm hearing or just a product of being half asleep. I hear more faint laughing from a couple other different directions, all different. Old men, old women, even children, and confirm that it's real. The noises are closing in, and I grab my rifle, preparing to fire a warning shot off in the air in case they came too close. Something about this laughter, how far I was in, the noise earlier, and the time of night told me that this was not just another family strolling through. I was on edge enough already, but then I noticed that the nightlife was dead quiet. Not even the wind was making any noise. I decided enough was enough. I unzipped the tent and fired a shot into the night. I sat there and surveyed the tree line, saw nothing, listened intensely to my surroundings, no laughing, and the forest sounds had returned. Relaxing just a bit and figuring what scared whoever off, I sat down in my exhausted state and I fell asleep. I later woke up in a cold sweat, racked with anxiety, and it was still dark outside. I immediately hear two people whispering, not too far from my tent. Alert, I grab my rifle and listen to what they are saying. I can't make out much, but I hear something about being lost, so I shout, Hey, who's there? The voices fall silent. I shout again, Are you guys lost? Who's there? Suddenly, a huge burst of flame, like a flamethrower, erupted in the middle of the clearing, illuminating several silhouettes of people just standing around. In shock, I fire my rifle, blowing a hole in the front of my tent, and it goes dark. Without checking my surroundings, I get up and sprint out of my tent, making a hard left back to where the trail was. I had hiked until sunrise, back to my truck with my head over my shoulder the entire way. Never heard anyone follow me, never saw anyone or anything the whole way, but couldn't shake the feeling I was being watched. After that, my enjoyment of camping alone left me like I left all my gear in the woods that night. Ooh. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know if this is necessarily cultish because it seems like things are so close, but he's not seeing anything. So maybe there's like spirits in the forest. Yeah. That are just like fucking with him. Which speaking of forests and haunted forest, there's a Netflix movie, which I was, that's the one I was watching last night. It's called The Forest. And it's about mm-hmm. this girl named Sarah. And she has a twin sister named Jess who goes to Tokyo to teach um, children how to speak English. Mm-hmm. And she gets a call saying that her sister has gone missing. So she needs to go to Japan and try to find her sister. Come to find out the last time her sister was seen was in the suicide forest, the really famous suicide forest. So the locals are like, you can't go by yourself, um, especially if you're sad. The spirits will sense your sadness and make you kill yourself or do something you'll regret or you'll get lost and never be found. She's like, well, it's my twin sister. Like, I can still sense she's still alive. I need mm-hmm. to go. And then it just goes through. She stays the night um, and just all this crazy shit happens. And it's one of those movies that I'm not a jumper, but there's a few times in that movie it made me jump. So if you're hard of, like, getting Ooh. scared in movies, watch this movie on Netflix, guys, because it makes you jump a few times. I'm not huh. going to give everything away, but this kind of reminded me of that situation because it's not like he's necessarily seeing anything. Um, but, but there's you, something there still. Yeah, yeah, and he knows it. Yeah. All right, Lily, what's your next experience encounter story? I've been nonstop seeing a shadow figure. Ooh. So this, I think, is my longest story. It's not that long, but it's my longest for today. Okay. Hey there. I know that this post won't get noticed by people, and I'm okay with that. I just thought I'd put my own experiences forward so it will remove some weight off my shoulders. So these experiences started occurring around early February this year. They started off small with me experiencing an odd shadow-like person in my peripherals, like I'd turn my head and and he would be standing there motionless, and as soon as I'd turn my head back to look, he wouldn't be there. At first, I was, of course, confused and somewhat scared, but since these odd experiences started becoming regular, I had just sort of brushed it off as my eyes playing tricks on me. But there was one experience I had with the, quote, shadow man that proved to start off everything that has happened since. One night or late evening around late February, early March, I was out with my girlfriend and her friend. We had a nice day and then came the time to leave. We said our goodbyes and off they went. I was now alone and had to walk home in the dark. The long street I was walking on was dimly lit by a few street lights. Anyways, I was walking. Suddenly, I felt the urge to look across the street, and what I saw truly shocked me. There was this girl dressed in early 1900s pajamas standing under a street light. Honestly, that might sound like total bullshit, but I want you to stick with me here. <laughs> Anyways... I had looked over and seen her just standing there, face down, looking at the floor. I turned my head almost immediately and closed my eyes. As soon as I had built up the courage to open them back up again, she was gone. Around 20 minutes later, I had made my my way home okay. I felt so relieved to be back home again. Later that night, I spoke to my auntie about what I had seen as she was just in, just as into paranormal stuff. Um and did a lot of research into the subject. Anyways, she took it on board and told me that I might have needed to wear some sort of necklace that had a crystal which protected you from evil or something. I agreed, but never got around to getting one. A few weeks passed, and I once again started to experience the shadow man again. He had been showing up in my dreams, and 
this genuinely created a pool of anxiety of which I had fallen right into. He would always appear in my dreams, which I had been struggling or having arguments with my girlfriend or my parents, just overall bad times. In these dreams, he would stand over the shoulder of the person I would have been arguing with. And when the argument had finished, he would disappear and I would wake up in a pool of my own sweat. Sometimes around these times, I would wake up at around 3 a.m. and have an overwhelming feeling of someone watching me. These experiences really messed up my head almost to the point of feeling suicidal. About a week or two later, I was laying in bed and almost simultaneously, most of, most of, if not all of my clothes had been ripped out of my closet. It should be worth mentioning that my closet is one of the open ones. Um, I was honestly freaked out because I was almost at the point of forgetting about most of these experiences I had been going through and moving on with my life. The same night I had fallen back asleep, but my mom was still awake. Just a quick heads up. Uh, the morning after my mom asked me if I had been moving furniture around in my bedroom or something heavy, I said no and asked why. Confused, she told me that she had heard some large object being moved in my bedroom or downstairs. Yeah, freaky. <laughs> Until the last few nights at the time of writing this, nothing had happened. That was, that was until last Friday night. I had experienced the one thing I did not want to experience in my life whatsoever. That thing was sleep paralysis. Honestly, I had never felt fear as strong and true as I did that night. I can barely even type it out. Anyways, here it goes. I, so I was in my girlfriend's house and we were getting ready to go to sleep. We said our goodnights and gave kisses and all that bullshit <laughs> and fell asleep. Everything, everything went well in my sleep until around 4 a.m. when I woke up on my side not being able to move. And the only thing I could do... Uh, was move my eyes, toes, and breathe. I woke up once again, confused and baffled as to what was going on until I started hearing sound, until I started hearing loud sounds, almost ear-piercing footsteps coming up my girlfriend's stairs. Now I can sit here and assure you no one was awake at this time, but I'm sure you get the point. Anyways, I looked at the door to my girlfriend's room as I was the closest one to the door in the bed, and it was creaked open. I was certain we had closed it as we always did before sleeping. Anyways, I had gotten another overwhelming feeling of certainty and fear as this might well be the shadow man. As he was getting to the top of the stairs, I started saying the Our Father prayer in my head for guidance and security and he until he did indeed get to the top of the stairs. He stood in the doorframe and looked at me for what felt like an eternity until my savior of a girlfriend shook me out of the terrible episode I had been having. When I say I was drenched in sweat, I mean it was like the Pacific Ocean in her bed. <laughs> I was truly terrified. I had felt fear I had never felt in my life. Anyways, thanks for listening to what's going on in my life. I will have this Reddit page updated if I have another few experiences with this thing that is haunting me. Everything that happened in this post is 100% genuine, and I truly hope you can believe me. Ooh. So there's definitely a shadow person haunting. Uh, yeah, it, it, and you wonder if it's something that, is this maybe a spirit that's been passed on through generations of the family? Maybe his family members have had experiences with a similar thing, but they don't talk about it because they feel like they'll be seen as crazy. Oh. Or did he pick something up 
somewhere where it was very haunted and maybe he was very vulnerable at the time and they kind of took host on him because they knew that they could take advantage of this person. I don't know. Yeah. There's just so many possibilities. And what's the relationship between the shadow person and the girl in the old nightgown or the old Victorian pajamas that he saw underneath the streetlight? Like, what's that connection? You know what I mean? You have to, I mean, you have to think there's some sort of connection, but it could also just be that they were two separate experiences that Mm -hmm. this person just happened to have. This person could have a, a gift, but not a good gift because they're seeing negative things. Yeah. He could use it for good, but it's just not good that he's going through it and doesn't know how to, like, figure it out and how to, you know, control it. Okay. My next story is titled, My Experiences as a Funeral Director. Uh, Due to my profession, I come across the dead and anything related more often than your average Joe. In the past eight years, I've been working as a funeral director here in Germany. Me and my colleagues have experienced numerous unexplainable things that stuck with us. Out of these, I'd like to share one with you today that it was as clear as day and surely not my imagination. This story begins at the end of a pickup in the middle of the night around 2 a.m. We had just finished rolling the casket into the cooling unit and were sitting by the desk around the corner filling our nighttime sheets. You need to know that our hygienic area and the makeshift office is separated by our cache of caskets waiting to be put to use. The light there is always off, so all the lighting you get is in the faint shimmer of cold white light coming from the hygienic area. I looked to my left as I finished writing my timesheet and starts and was startled to see a dark figure standing right on the hall on the walkway between the caskets illuminated from the back by the mentioned light. I slowly oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I slowly poked my colleague to look. He also saw the figure, and after a few seconds of blank staring, I called out to it, thinking it was one of our other colleagues, maybe. But no answer, so I called out a second time. Yet again, nothing. Since we had intruders in the funeral home before, both of us got up and slowly walked towards the figure, further calling out to it. About halfway towards the figure, it suddenly turned away and audibly walked out of sight towards the cooling unit. My colleague and I quickly followed, but as we got around the corner, nothing was there. The big back door was still locked and the only windows were barred and cluttered with stuff anyway. So out of fear of an actual intruder, we looked around searching everywhere and anywhere, but eventually gave up. Both of us were sure we saw a ghost that night since it was too clear to just be some strange shadow. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that, that's most likely a ghost. Oh, definitely. And you have to think it's a funeral home. These spirits, you just don't know. <laughs> like, you just don't know. Um, I have a friend that he's a funeral. He His father owns a funeral home, but mm-hmm. he helps, like, pick up the bodies and stuff. And a lot of times they pick up bodies that have been left in their houses for days because they don't have family that check on them. And the mm-hmm. only reason why they're found is because the smell is so bad that the neighbors are calling the police saying that something Ooh. may be happening. And um, not to get, you know, into too much detail, but, you know, they have to bring them in because they need to go somewhere. So you can imagine that maybe these spirits have nowhere else to go and they're kind of stuck here. Uh, yeah. They may have died unexpectedly, and then their spirits somehow land there because their final resting place is at the funeral home, and they don't know what's going on. Um, for a while, I wanted to be a funeral director. Did you know that? No, I, was gonna, I never yeah, knew that. I was going to go to mortuary school while I was in college. I was going to get my bachelor's, and then once you get your 
Well, once you get your bachelor's, I think you only need like a year or something of like apprenticing and like going to mortuary school or something. Or if you have your associates, I think it takes two years. I don't know. But I was really looking into it because we had family friends that owned funeral homes. So I went and shadowed there for a day or so. And then I just realized that clearly like there's no days off like there's no holidays I mean you can go be on call on Christmas day or mm-hmm. you know any sort of or even if you're on vacation you're always on call so I was like I I, I don't think <laughs> I can make that my whole life you know yeah. um the money's I good if no you idea. own one but yeah so uh clearly didn't happen but I'm now you know hosting a paranormal podcast so that's even it's better the next best thing everything yeah. happens for a reason Absolutely. All right. What's your next story? All right. This one is called, can someone explain this for me? To this day, I don't know what to believe. When I was in my teens, I would go on walks in a social woodland, in a social, in a local woodland around my family's house in America. The place was called Tamarick Bog in Massachusetts. It was a secluded and dark foresty area, which I loved. I was hardly the one to walk in this place, or so I thought. Um, Every now and then, I would see different people walking through the woods. However, I never recognized any of the people as from my neighborhood, which always struck me as quite bizarre. However, there was one man who I would see almost every day. He said his name was Brant. Brant looked like he was an elderly man. He was very slender, I guess around six foot five. He had dark black stubble hair that spanned across the back of his head, but the top of his head was completely bald. He had salt and pepper stubble as facial hair. He was very, very pale, like paper white. He had blue cloudy eyes and very large pupils. It was very hard to see any white in his eyes. He had, he was always wearing the same thing, a dark black saggy shirt with black pants with many holes. I assumed he was homeless or something of the sort because of his look. He never smiled, and whenever I passed him, he would clench his mouth together and stare at me with his blind-looking eyes. Occasionally, he would speak to me and would comment about certain changes in the woods, like a fallen tree or a newly spotted animal. I asked him where he was from, and as if he didn't hear my question, he grunted and walked away as if the conversation was over. I became fascinated with Brant. He was always just walking at a slow and calculated pace. He always looked exactly the same. Same clothes, same hair, same facial expression. However, I couldn't help but be creeped the hell out by him. I would even dream of walking by him in my dreams. What really made him creepy was that, even in the winter, he was wearing the same light clothing. When I, walked, when I would walk by him, I would feel a weird sort of cold, even in the summer. If it was a hot and humid day, it would be dry and cool around him. Kind of like when you walk from a warm part of the ocean into a cold part. You know the feeling. Every time I would bring my dog with me, my dog would pay him no mean as if he wasn't there at all. Which was weird because my dog went nuts around other people and other dogs. Anyways, I could go on about the three or so years of experiences with Brant. But I won't go down that route. To get to the point, one day I was walking through the woods with my sister, mother, and my dog on a warm spring day. We got to the bridge crossing the river where I would normally see Brant walking by the river, and of course, there he was. As we walked by him, he was staring at me, and me only. I yelled, hey Brant, so he could hear me. My sister and mother looked at me like I was nuts. I asked them why. They asked me who the hell I was talking to. I told them who I was talking to and how weird and creepy he was. (laughs) 
They asked where he was. I confidently pointed to the river where he was normally pacing and he wasn't there anymore. He, it shocked me speechless. I stood there looking for him like I was playing Where's Waldo. I couldn't find him anywhere. I wasn't li- it wasn't like he could walk away out of sight in 30 seconds. He was a slow walker, and he would have to walk across the bridge to go anywhere but in, in the water. And we were still on the bridge, meaning he would have had to cross us. So, to me, it seemed impossible that he was gone and impossible that my sister and mother couldn't see him. They laughed it off but I tried to swear to them that he was there. They never believe me when I say it. Ever since that day, no matter how hard I searched or how far the woods in, or how far into the woods I walked, I never saw Brant again. I was in shock. However, every once in a while, I would feel that cool, dry air around the bridge. I don't know what to think, and no one believes my story to this day. If you saw what I saw, felt what I felt, you would have felt nuts. BTW, I'm fully mentally sane. I don't have schizophrenia or anything. I wish I did, though. At least that would explain the scenario. (laughs) The end. That's nuts. After that experience, I would question everything I've ever seen or experienced in my life and wonder if it was real. Right? That would freak me the fuck out. And then after that, she never sees him again. and everything. I just... That's so freaking weird. And it's so funny how the dog is like the opposite of like the stereotype that animals can see spirits because <laughs> this dog just completely ignores it, doesn't even acknowledge that it's there. <laughs> okay. I wonder if Grant is like some kind of an angel. Hmm. Like, you think that he's a guardian, or do you th- like, like, why, what, what makes you say that? Maybe he's like. I don't know. Just, I mean, the fact that only she could see him, right, means there's some sort of a connection there. Maybe he's her guardian angel. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, he was someone who was older and homeless or just didn't take good care of himself because he was older and alone and, you know, needed someone else to look out for. Oh, that's a good, that's a nice way of looking at it. See, I'm yeah. I'm looking at it from like a whole other perspective of like, <laughs> oh, everyone that she's encountered is actually dead and she doesn't realize it and her whole life is a lie. <laughs> There's two types of people in this world. Okay. So my next story is titled, I think there are small human-like men in the woods by my house and I want to find out what they are. I recently moved from North Carolina to Vancouver Island, British Columbia, Canada for work. It's truly beautiful here and the lush green mossy forest of the PNW are definitely something else. You have trails, woods, and parks everywhere here, so it's no surprise that there is a huge old growth tree area two minutes away from my house. After a couple weeks of settling in, it became a routine to walk my dog in these woods daily. I mean, at least until two days ago on January 23rd. So this was uh, like the story was about three, four months ago. I went for a walk with my dog fairly early in the morning, right after the sun rose. It was a typical walk for me until my dog, which always loves to walk these woods, didn't move. It just stood still and barked towards a tree. As much as I tried to get him to move, he's a big dog, and it's hard to control him when he doesn't obey. At first, I thought it might have been a squirrel, a bird, but then I remember hearing laughing coming from from that direction. As far as I could see, there was no other humans nearby, and then I end up seeing it. A little human looking, being quickly, a little human being quickly sprinting through some ferns. I had to, like, double-check that. A little human quickly sprinting through some ferns. Like, what the fuck? 
no taller than 10 to 12 inches, seems pale green, sort of moldish color. As far as I'm aware, it had some hairs. It ran very fast. I didn't manage to get a photo of it or observe many details as my dog's loud barking got distracting. After this, I didn't want to stay to investigate and quickly walked back home. And luckily, my dog followed along. I no longer feel safe in those woods. And if anyone knows what they could have been, help is really appreciated. I know what I saw. I assume I'm going to be called delusional, but I guess I'd most likely say the same if someone told me this as well. The end. Ooh. Yeah, we don't hear enough about, like, little tiny men and gnomes and stuff. Right? At first, I'm thinking, like, a little, like, leprechaun. Yeah, That was, right? like, my first thing, like, a little green thing. Um, but, yeah, I've never heard of, I've never heard of, like, a little, like, I mean, I guess, like, a gnome. It could be, like, a gnome sort of um, cryptid. But, uh, yeah. yeah, just a really weird random story. Really weird. Really random, but I like it. We gotta change it up every once in a while, you know? Yeah. We don't hear enough about gnomes. If you or someone you know has a gnome story, email us at justgoolythingspodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> Seriously, email us those stories because they're very interesting. <laughs> All right. What's your last story, Lil? All right. My last story is called, I Think My Granddad Keeps Visiting Me. <laughs> so, a few years back at a wedding, a spirit medium who has never met my mom asked her about myself and two other siblings when i when i say asked it was more of a told one thing the medium mentioned was the fact that i could speak to the other side i saw that spirit medium live he's semi-famous and does small gigs around the northwest of where i live i asked him at the end to clarify what he meant all those years ago and he said something along the lines of when you're ready you'll see that brings me to my granddad who recently passed away of dementia oh uh, ever since he had passed, he keeps reappearing in my dreams and it's not a normal dream. He always is in the background and I'm the only one who can see him. The first few dreams, I got frustrated that none of my family can see him, but now I just smile back to him and acknowledge the fact that he's watching from a distance in my dreams. I've also woken up and been convinced someone is in the corner of my room so much. So I turn the light on and as I am 100% sure there is some, I turn the light on as I am 100% sure there is someone in my room. I even ask hello rhetorically as I look at them. Now I'm not the type of person to be scared or see things, but I've never been more convinced that I can see my granddad and other people that have passed in my room. That shit freaks me out. The end. Huh. I think it's sweet that the grandfather keeps kind of appearing in this person's dreams. I mean, it, I definitely think that it's more of a positive, especially since this grandfather didn't seem to be a negative influence in their life when he was yeah. around. So I couldn't imagine it being anything but positive for him yeah. to be an influence in their lives. Um, and this is just saying that only this person that wrote the story or encounter, um, they only experience him. Or is yeah. it, it, they didn't say anything about the family as well, right? No. So it's no, they said that um, they're just having the dreams about, you know, whatever. And in the dreams, no one else can see the grandfather but them. Yeah, so it's definitely a message directed. There's, there's some reason, there's something going on in this person's life that the grandfather feels the need to reach out to this person more and, like, yeah. give them that, like, reassurance that everything's okay. Totally. So, yeah, it's really sweet. Okay, I love hearing, like, grandparent stories because grandparents are so precious. 
They really are. Like, do you remember, like, before, like, our lives changed with the pandemic and we would go to, like, a diner or something and you'd see, like, a little old man eating by himself and you just want to go and sit with them because you feel so bad? Yes. Like, I remember we to- talking to my dad about that, talking about how whenever I see, like, an older person eating alone at, like, a diner or a restaurant, I feel really sad. And my dad's like, I used to, and then I got married, and now I think that lucky <laughs> bastard <laughs> just wants some time alone. It's okay, Amy. We love you. <laughs> that's I yelled at him. I was like, Dad, he's like, well, I'm kidding, but... There's, there's, that's half kidding, okay? Let's be real. Who are we lying to? <laughs> See, I think of it as when I'm older and I'm eating by, like, I love eating by myself. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't mind eating with people, but I, some people, they genuinely can't go out in public and eat by themselves. Like, if they, if they go to, like, a Wendy's, they won't sit down and eat it. Like, they have to take it to go where people can't watch them eat by themselves. I'm like, I don't give a shit. If I'm hungry, I'm hungry. And I'm eating whatever I want, wherever I want. I don't care who is watching me. What about you? I hate being alone in general. Okay. So I remember, I remember eating alone. I think the only time I've ever actually like eaten alone was I went to Panera one day after I worked, I worked brunch, which I rarely do. And I was so hungry and I was kind of in like that mood of like, well, fuck this. I'm hungry. I'm going to get food. And I work right by a Panera. So I drove up the road, went to Panera, and I actually was on Pet Finder, and that's when I found Faye. Oh, See, so some, my, sometimes eating by yourself is a good thing. I wanted to name her Panera because I found her <laughs> eating Panera, but my mom said no. She is a little loaf of bread. She's such a loaf of bread. She's so, oh my gosh, I need to upload more pictures of her on my Instagram. Oh, love her so much. I love her. Okay. My last story for today is, I found out my childhood friends never existed. Ooh. Yeah. Many years ago, when I was only six or even younger, I lived with my family in a big house in the countryside. It took five minutes to drive to the village. It wasn't completely isolated. My parents built it in the 90s in a piece of land surrounded by woods and fields. The nearest house was my aunt's, but you had to walk for a while to reach it. We had a quite big garden, which was closed to the fence and two gates, a hen house, and a house, and a girl, and a girl, and a girl, and a dodge. I used to go for walks very often, and my parents wouldn't stray too far, so they weren't worried at all. So, in a sunny, sunny summer morning, I go for one of my usual walks, but this time I decided to go for a dirt road near my garden because I had never seen what was there. I walked for a while and arrived to a house that looked like an old, dishabited, habitated farm. Suddenly, I hear two voices and get scared. But then two kids my age, I think, come up to me and ask why I'm there. We chat for a while, then my dad shows up and we all play football in their garden until I have to go home because the sun is setting. So I say bye to them and go. I'm not sure whether I saw the two kids once more or not, but these are the details I'm sure of. The two kids were twins. I clearly remember them saying this and even having the same color hair. Their mom wasn't there. Their father told me she was in Rome, but I felt uncomfortable like the kids knew that wasn't the truth. They wanted my cat. Their dad said my cat, which I told the children about, was theirs, and they had lost it weeks before, but I could keep him. And anybody entered the house anybody entered the house while I was there. I think it was locked. Their black car was parked near the small football field. I remember I liked the two kids, but I was super scared of their father. Okay, may seem a little weird, but that's okay. Haven't thought about this for years. Until I talked about this with my mom, and it came out that it never happened. We were talking about memories in the old house, and I said that I wanted to find the kids. She didn't know what I was talking about and got scared when I told her everything. 
I didn't think much about it. I just thought my mom had forgotten. But then I asked my dad. Neither did he. It was like no one but me remembered it happening. But the very creepy thing in the story is that I told my dad about the dirt road I took that day, and he said it never existed either. But I'm sure it did. It took me to that old house. I took oh, so I took so I took myself to our old house to prove it, and he was right. There was no dirt road. This scared the hell out of me and made me think about other weird episodes in that house. It's been a while since I last told this story to someone, so thanks for everyone who read it to the very end. Wow. Imagine that. Imagine having such a vivid memory, and then everyone's like, mm, no, never happened. Not real. Possibly it could be a glitch in the Matrix of, like, you're in a you're in a parallel universe where there is a dirt mm-hmm. road and that there is kids there, and you you happen to go on a route that ended up being in a portal and you slip into that portal and you were able to successfully get out without knowing. That's what I was thinking with some kind of portal. Ooh, I love those. I love those theories. And okay. I love how like kind of almost pure it is. You know, it's just kids yeah. playing, even though the dad was a little odd, but we, we know, all have that one just... friends group that like one of the friends dads are like really fucking weird and like you're just like uncomfortable around them but you can't put your finger on it because they never actually done anything weird like they just (laughs) seem weird i had that type of friend once like their dad was just really weird and like they never did like they were nice people but you just got that weird vibe off them like "Mm, maybe i think i was that friend with the weird parents (laughs) (laughs) if you think that you didn't have friends that had a weird dad like at least You're one weird dad. Exactly. Weird <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we're going to hell. It's okay. It's okay. We're fine. We're fine. All right, Lily. So do you have anything to wrap up with before we go on with our socials for today? Um, send us your known stories because I want to hear more. Just cool things podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I need to hear more gnome stories. We don't have enough gnome stories. We have enough glitch in the matrix stories, shadow people, doppelgangers. Christian cryptids yeah we need to hear more gnome stories so send them to us and uh oh yeah if you listen to us on apple Podcasts, rate this five stars give us an awesome review if you don't listen on apple Podcasts, no big deal just screenshot your favorite episode screenshot this episode and post it to all your social media all those little things help and it takes less than two minutes to do all of that if you want to do if you want to rate review on apple Podcasts, and then go and screenshot and post it on your social media that probably would take less than two minutes so do both why not yolo it's not like you're doing anything else it's quarantine if you don't have an (laughs) iphone that's totally fine go buy an iphone online wait a couple days let it uh let it come to your house download everything download just ghouly things on the apple podcast (laughs) rate it five stars just to read that's dedication that's a real boo thing right that gets you two stickers (laughs) that gets you two stickers (laughs) maybe budget cuts all right guys (laughs) thank you so much for listening to the quarantine spooky story special episode 57 and we are going to get started with those social media handles so let's do it follow us on instagram at just holy things podcast personal instagrams at rebecca ruber and at lily baldessari twitter jgt podcast facebook like page just Ghouly Things Podcast. Facebook private group. Just Ghouly Things Podcast group. Donate to our Patreon. Just Ghouly Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience they'd like to share in our show, feel free to email us at Podcast at gmail.com. Watch out for gnomes in the meantime, and we will talk to Boo 
tomorrow. Goodbye.